This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Meal Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Meal Tribune and Rosebud Multimedia. You can find it online at www.mealtribune.com forward slash podcasts and on my blog, The Whole Dish at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. When I was growing up, there was pretty much only one way I thought of cornbread, and that was as a side dish, almost kind of afterthought a little bit to a hearty ham and bean soup that both my grandma and my mom were fond of making after the holidays when there was some leftover ham, usually with the bone. It's a hearty soup I still make because it brings back really fond childhood memories. With this cornbread, always served with a thick layer of butter on top, hot, so melted and drizzled with honey. It's one of the only things that I really, really crave with honey. I'm just not a, a huge honey fan, but this almost reminds me of a pound cake in a way, drizzled with like a, a sweet syrup that you'll often see in those types of recipes. While I do appreciate that rich, sweet um, accompaniment to a definitely a savory stew, over the years I've gravitated toward types of cornbread that are not sweet and have a lot more cornmeal actually than wheat flour. Oftentimes the way you see cornbread um, in the North and, and Western United States, the quantity of wheat flour is more in the recipe than the actual cornmeal. In the South, of course, where cornbread is more of an icon, it's often made in a cast iron skillet, the cornmeal typically plays a larger role. And I've gravitated over the years toward what I have reason to believe is a Southern style cornbread made with buttermilk. It has about four times the quantity of cornmeal to wheat flour, very, very small amount of sugar. So on my palate, that suggests um, serving with honey a lot more than a very sweet cornbread in which quantity of sugar could be a quarter cup to I've even seen as much as a half cup. With a a denser cornmeal, of course, base, the lift in the cornbread comes from buttermilk and baking powder and baking soda. And I've played around with making this recipe a few different ways. One of the previous podcasts for this blog talked about making a tamale pie for friends. And my version was was really sort of spontaneous and something I, I kind of just adapted from a few different ideas. It started with some beans combined with some sautéed chicken in a very mild kind of green chili avocado enriched creamy sauce and then covered in a layer of this southern style buttermilk cornbread batter and I use a recipe from the Betty Crocker Big Red Cookbook circa 1990s that I that I've had a lot of success with that podcast was on my blog last November November 24th 2017 
and the title of that was Southwest Inspired Dish also uses leftover gravy. The other way to make tamale pie, as I discussed in the blog and, and actually posted a recipe for, is to have the cornmeal layer on the bottom. It's it's actually kind of wet and moist, almost more like a polenta, and then layer the sauce and the meat and the beans on top of that. I sort of reversed mine, and I was still very happy with the results. A couple weekends or so ago for Father's Day, I made this dish more like the traditional version of tamale pie from what I've seen by putting the cornbread layer back on the bottom. And I, I wanted to make like a baked breakfast casserole. Again, sort of Southwest inspired, very, very kind of off the cuff with ingredients I had on hand. And I seem to be falling back on cornbread as this thing that I can always make that I, if I have, you know, a half a cup of buttermilk on hand and buttermilk of course keeps forever in the refrigerator at least a month even opened because it's cultured it doesn't go airy is sour so it doesn't sour like milk I find it just a, a great staple for pancakes in the morning of course and other types of baking like this cornbread mixed up my southern style buttermilk cornbread recipe according to Betty Crocker's instructions I poured it into a greased 9 by 13 baking dish because the original recipe calls for cooking it in an 8 by 8 square pan or a 9 inch round cake pan I knew that the layer was going to be very thin which was what I was going for as a like a breakfast casserole concept I wanted a thin layer of cornbread that I could top off with a layer of beans sauteed with bacon and then I could create wells within that bean mixture and crack individual eggs on top of that was was the idea I had and it actually worked out beautifully I mixed up the cornbread recipe poured it in the pan baked it off until it was just set where the next layer would stay on top. My fear, of course, being that the cornbread would really dry out as this dish was reheating in the oven, coming back up to temperature, baking the eggs on top. So I just, I barely baked it. And then on top of that, I added this mixture of canned pinto and black beans, basically, again, pantry staples. I sauteed about a half a pound of bacon, cut into crosswise um, into sort of matchsticks, lardons as they're often called, Pour, pulled out the bacon pieces, set them aside, and in the bacon fat, which of course has all the flavor, I just added a couple of cans of beans, seasoning. I really, really like paprika with these flavors, even though maybe it isn't like traditionally the southwestern flavor. I think it really heightens the intensity of that bacon. And I've I've gotten some great comments from people as my husband <laughs> eating these beans, bacon and paprika, some onion powder, garlic powder, pepper, um, I think maybe a little bit of cumin. Very, very simple seasonings. Of course, fresh herbs could be added, some fresh cilantro, which I didn't happen to have on hand. It's a very, very loose concept and flexible. Added back the cooked bacon um, to that bean mixture and then pour the whole thing onto that cornbread, barely baked cornbread. And of course, you know, the bacon fat 
is all incorporated into the beans. If you are really concerned about fat intake, some of that fat can be poured off. I just, I just use it. I've said before in my blog and this podcast that that's where a lot of flavor comes from and you can get a lot of mileage out of just a little bit of bacon, even if you're combining that primarily with whole grains or some vegetables. I don't see any harm in, in doing it and I think it's really delicious. Again, I once I had poured that bean mixture on top, made it, there was room for about six individual three to four inch diameter holes that I cracked eggs into, put it back in the oven. I think I, I cooked it at a fairly high temperature so the eggs would go quickly, about 400 degrees, hoping the cornbread wouldn't get all dried out on the bottom. It always surprises me how long it takes for eggs to set in the oven. It took about 20 minutes, I would say, even about 400, 15 to 20 minutes, but it came out beautifully and the cornbread was not dried out. This The buttermilk keeps it nice and moist. It wasn't overbaked. It was a really, really lovely breakfast dish. That's, that's one I'd use again, a, a technique I really love, but of course there's always time and a place for more traditional cornbread just as a side dish. And I recently ran across one that I shared on my blog. It's on the the current blog posted on June 24th and the headline is buttery sweet cornbread doubles as dessert. I kind of got the impetus for this when I brought a chicken chili Colorado from the Fry Family Farm store that they stock in their refrigerator case for customers to purchase, take home and reheat. And I had um, purchased a couple of those to take over to a friend's house. And it it sort of needed a a little something else. They, They combine it in their packaging with pinto beans, but we were serving more people than the portion allowed for. And so I thought, well, cornbread would be really great. I didn't want to ask my friends to just whip up a batch of cornbread. So we, we settled on brown rice, but it, I, I kind of had cornbread on my mind for a week or so. And then I saw this cornbread recipe that I figured would go really well with something like that. And certainly feeding children. This was a, a gathering with more kids than adults. Because this recipe is sweet. It's a brulee cornbread with a dusting of sugar on top that's caramelized. And the recipe comes from Zinandoah Restaurant in Staunton, Virginia. A reader of the Los Angeles Times raved about this recipe, apparently, and the Los Angeles Times culinary SOS column, as it's known is famous for asking restaurants around the country if they will provide their recipes. And that's what this recipe in Virginia did for their brulee cast iron cornbread, which perhaps so sweet with a cup of sugar, you may not need any honey with this one. It starts with two heaping cups of all-purpose flour combined in a large bowl with two and a quarter cups cornmeal. If you are um, an avid baker and you weigh your dry ingredients instead of measuring, the two heaping cups in this recipe by weight is nine ounces and the two and a quarter cups cornmeal by weight is 11 ounces. You could also go about it that way. In a large bowl, again, combine those quantities of flour and cornmeal 
with one cup granulated sugar, two and a quarter teaspoons baking powder, and three quarter teaspoons salt. In a separate bowl, crack two eggs and whisk those with one cup milk. Slowly whisk the liquids in to the dry ingredients and continue adding more milk up to a total quantity of three cups, slowly whisking until the batter is thick but pourable. You may not use all of the three cups. It's just, it depends, of course, on the density of the flour and the cornmeal. And it's one of those things that if you're an avid baker, which I'm not, you have a, a better sense for. But your guideline is up to three cups milk. You're going to whisk into the batter a half cup melted butter. You should have about five cups of batter. Set it aside to rest for up to an hour. And meanwhile, you can heat the oven to 400 degrees Fahrenheit. Lightly oil a 10-inch cast iron skillet and place it in the preheated oven for 10 minutes. Then pour the batter into the heated skillet. Bake in the preheated oven until it's golden around the edges and a toothpick inserted in the center comes out clean for about 30 minutes. You're going to brush another half cup melted butter, which is it's about one stick across the top of the cornbread and lightly sprinkle over just a fine coating of granulated sugar. Place the bread under the oven broiler or use a kitchen torch if you have one (laughs) to brulee the sugar. Most people are going to use the oven broiler for this and serve it warm. That quantity of cornbread makes eight to 12 servings. It's bruleed cast iron cornbread and you can find that recipe on my blog, The Whole Dish, at blogs.eastsouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food.